Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Good morning, good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Actually, Will, guess haunted houses are whack. Skywalker Steel. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, aka Hump Day. Yeah. Coming up, we'll talk about Hard Knocks. A little bit. Just a little bit. I am not too thrilled with Hard Knocks, and we'll get into that. Um, a few NFL analysts ranked the quarterbacks in 12 different categories, and we'll talk about where Dak was at in that. Also, Michael Gallup, his contract kind of came up a little bit, and um, because someone got signed yesterday, so we'll get into that a little bit too. And also, there is a special guest that will be calling in at the top of this show, uh, Bob Sturm. Bob Sturm. Of the Athletic, we'll be dialing in shortly uh, to talk a little bit about the rookies and um, Dak Prescott probably in the linebackers because that's I really wanted to talk to him about that article he had wrote. So let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. All right, am I too loud? It seems like I might be too loud. Y'all know I like to ask that. If I'm too loud, let me know. If not, we good to go. We good to go. Shout out to those who are in the building early on. Y'all know how we do. We like to give shout outs. Marquise Hall, Stevie Mac, the Mod God, Connor Collins, C. Burleson, my lady, Michelle, Jacob, Lewis, Airborne Bullies, which is over on Twitter. Shout out to Twitter in the building early in the game. Chris Woods, a.k.a. Woody, and the many, many more that will be coming through as we get going. Uh, Lewis says, I'm good. Stevie says, shocking. I got a notification from YouTube. Yeah, I don't I don't know, brother. YouTube YouTube is YouTube. You can't, you can't say too many bad things about YouTube or they going to get you. I'm just going to say YouTube is YouTube. How are you guys doing on this Wednesday morning? We're halfway through the week, feeling good. Last preseason game is coming up. Um, likely, mostly going to be a bunch of the a bunch of the young guys. Some of the rookies, probably not all. I wonder if we'll see Mike. I think they asked him about that. Mike McCarthy. He kind of dodged it. I hope we don't see Micah. We don't really need to see Micah Parsons. I don't think on uh, Sunday. So. How y'all doing, man? Good morning, Brian. Good morning, David. He says, what's up, Sky? About to head to work. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this weekend. I'm ready for this show. So let's do it, man. Let's do it. First on the docket is uh, Hard Knocks. Did y'all watch Hard Knocks? Give me a yes or no if y'all, if y'all checked out Hard Knocks last night. If not, we'll go over a little bit what we saw. Excuse me. What's up, Tariq? I watched Hard Knocks. I'm, I said this last time on the show, right? I'm this close to not watching Hard Knocks. I was, man. Like, I, I listen, all right, look. My job, I have to watch Hard Knocks. 
because I cover the Cowboys. I have to watch Hard Knocks. If I was a Bengals fan, if I was a Ravens fan, if I was a fan of any other NFL team, I'd be watching this thing like, what is this? This is boring. Um, Airborne says, I missed it. Connor says, watching today. Jazzy says, not yet. MD says, finally caught a live stream. What's up, brother? Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday until the season starts, 8 a.m. Central. We'll be here. So, Hard Knocks, to me, again, was boring. I'm just going to be real. Uh, there were some stars of Hard Knocks, and most of that had nothing to do with football. For instance, Trevon Diggs' son was a star of that episode. I believe his name is Adrian. Really cute kid. Had a lot of good moments, fun moments. It was awesome to see. But was he outshined, if you guys watch Hard Knocks, about the drone shot? Did you guys see the drone shot? Like, this is what I keep coming away with Hard Knocks. The storylines are terrible. Like, there's only a few good storylines, and that's the Kamara. That's that's nice, right? Alicone. I think they even extended the Alicone thing a little bit too much yesterday. But those are nice, heartwarming storylines or whatever. But real storylines, and we kind of talked about this on the show, there's nothing there. Um, so what they're doing to make up for it is the production and things like that, which is excellent. And a guy like me, if you guys know, I love producing. I love quality production. And Hard Knocks is almost second to none. I, I'll say this. WWE does some amazing production. Probably the best I've ever seen on anything uh, is WWE. But Hard Knocks is doing a, a great job production-wise. And like Chris said, it's entertainment. I mean, yes, I wasn't watching it to gain any football knowledge, but, you know, I've seen other hard knocks, and I, and I figured there might be some really cool storylines, and I felt like maybe they're missing. Are they missing out on some of those storylines? I think they might be. Um, but that's because the Cowboys don't have a lot of drama right now. They don't have a lot of drama. David says it was boring last night. Sadiqa said, yes, it was boring, yeah. Marquis says, I'm tripping. Hard Knocks is better than I thought. I, I wonder I wonder wh- why it's better than you thought. So you thought it was going to be worse than this. Any worse than this, I wouldn't be watching. I would, seriously, I would just turn it off if it was worse than this. That's how, I hate to use the term bad, but that's how boring it's it's been. It's all over the place. And, and I wonder, somebody brought this up. I wonder if it's because Mike McCarthy is saying new. This, 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 and this cannot be aired. You can bring a camera in here and a mic in here, but you can't bring it in there. Because we know he's a close-to-the-vest type guy. Remember last year, he had all of us worked up. Oh, we're about to see a blue-white scrimmage, the first real football, you know, in 2020. Dude didn't show a single play. So I'm wondering if this is Mike McCarthy. I wonder if this is Mike McCarthy. But that drone work was dope. The drone work, and, and I don't know if this is true. If you guys seen that bowling alley shot, if you haven't seen it, go check that out. It's really dope. It's a, it, they send a drone through a bowling alley with a group of friends. It was, it was amazing. Apparently, those are the same people who produced that. They did this drone shot for the star. That was amazing. Uh, Making me want to get a drone. Uh, I thought that was cool. That was maybe the coolest thing of the entire show. But football-wise, my favorite part football-wise was Mari Cooper. We'll get into that in a quick second, but it was a Mark Cooper. Um, MD says, boring is good in regard to the team. Yes, a- absolutely. There's no drama, so that's cool. What's up, B-Bert? Woody said, I don't know why Hard Knocks doesn't dive deeper into the CD life. It's tough. I mean, what, what? 
See, Hard Knocks is supposed to be about right now, right? With really, CD, there's nothing going on with CD. That, and that's a good thing. Uh, J- Javon Morton says, it isn't boring for the Cowboys. No distraction, no crazy news for the media. Yeah, boring is good. I don't want y'all to think that boring is a bad thing for the actual team. It's just as for entertainment, the entertainment is suck. Eh, it's not boring, it, but it's only for entertainment. AJ says, bro, I get more detailed info off articles in Hard Knocks, Snooze Fest, huge letdown. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get any. I mean, now, there's some things that you might, like, I didn't know about Azur Kamara. Like, I could have probably read that, but I didn't know about that. Um, Alarcon gave some more information on him. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. What's up, Choctaw? Montana. David Jenkins says, man, Sky, I wish I was able to see that drone shot. Uh, oh, yeah, I understand. I definitely understand that, brother. Uh, it was a beautiful shot. Shout out to KD, which is actually Swaggy P, I believe. You got to keep letting me, reminding me about that, KD. Swaggy P in the building. Oh, Swaggy P. Uh, so, football-wise on Hard Knocks, did Amari Cooper pretty much shut down this wide receiver one crap? Did you guys see that? I wish I could pull it up, but I don't know. YouTube might get me. HBO might get me. I don't know. So I'm not going to play it, but I'll try to run this back for y'all. Oh, man, Amari Cooper's a dog. Amari Cooper had CeeDee Lamb come up to him, and there was pictures of this at practice. I was at practice when it was happening. I didn't know what they were talking about, though. I you know, just thought it was a regular conversation. No. Coop was schooling CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb comes up to him, as he should, as a young and ask him about route running. Hey, you know, do you play the whole man? Do you play the half man? One step, two step, three. All these intricacies about route running and Cooper's showing them. And in my head, I'm like, stop showing this. Like, in my head, part of me as a Cowboy fan wanting to not give away Coop's secrets, right? The other part is like, man, this is fascinating. This is what I want to see, Hard Knocks. Like, this is what I really want to see. And he's just showing him these moves and his quickness. We knew Cooper was a route-running demon, but to see it in a theatrical way, it's a thing of beauty. It's an absolute thing of beauty. I don't if you're if you're talking about some of the best route runners in this league, how he's never usually they talk about Devontae Adams and they talk about and I'm talking national media, not Cowboys fans. They talk about Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, things like Amari Cooper is Squarely in that discussion, without a doubt, without a doubt, he is in that discussion. And he was showing uh, C.D. Lamb how to run these routes and what have you, and he just looked like a blur at the line of scrimmage. If I was a defender, I would hate that. I wouldn't even want to guard Coop. I would literally rather go guard C.D. Lamb or Michael Gallup. I'll take my chances because Coop will embarrass you. You know, CeeDee Lamb's going to make an amazing catch. He'll get open. Gallup is going to probably moss you or just, just out-muscle you. But Coop is going to embarrass you. Ask the cat Jaquette or whatever his name is from uh, Philadelphia. Choctaw said, we're all these Coop haters who think CD is better than Amari. It, CD may eventually have more talent than him at some point. But right now, to me, number 19 is the alpha dog. He is the alpha wide receiver in this room. He just doesn't have to bark. And people see that he doesn't bark. And he talked about this. 
and they think that he he's not competitive. That's wrong. You'd be wrong. Uh, D-Town said, I'm surprised they haven't showed more of the rookies aside from Parsons. That is a good point because we're very interested in, in, in some of these rookies. I, I want to see more about Bohanna, uh, more about Osa. Hell, I would have, I would have, maybe they'll do the last two episodes. I would have liked to see him. What's up with Brent Urban? He seems like an interesting, fun character. He's getting no airtime. I think they're missing a boat on some things. Good morning, Rika. Good morning, Ty Cook over on Facebook. Hey, if you're over on Facebook, guys, thank you for joining us. Make sure you share this, please. We're trying to grow the community on Facebook. Over here on YouTube, the community is, is continuing to grow. It's a strong-knit community. These guys are awesome. Facebook, I'm starting to get to know you guys, as well as uh, Twitter, uh, if you can share that as well over there. Iceberg says, Lamb makes the spectacular catches. Coop gets wide open, so his catches don't look spectacular. That's true. That is so true. The stuff he does at the beginning and at the top of his routes is elite. It's elite. And it's true. If if you need a sure thing, like Dak usually does, you go to Amari Cooper if you need to get a if you need to get a first down. But he can also beat you deep now. Now he lost weight, remember? He's down some. Jenkins says, yo, Sky, going to catch the re-airing after work. Stay blessed, fam. I would send some barbecue if I had a way. <laughs> Appreciate you, David Jenkins. Thank you very much. Uh, Darren Posey, I want to see more on both starting DEs and both starting tackles from Hard Knocks. Are you talking about D-Law? They, 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 they focused on D-Law, but yes. Um, that's another one. I'm surprised Randy Gregory's not getting some shine here. Good opportunity for folks to see the other side of the new Randy Gregory, not just a football player. Missing a, missing a mark here a little bit. Um, Micah's teachable moment I thought was interesting as well because you know sometimes as an athlete, when you're just so good, you're used to doing things one way, it works because you're so good. And you had George Edwards in the meeting room saying, well, Micah, this isn't Harrisburg Herald. I don't even think there's a Harrisburg Herald. I'm from Harrisburg, and I don't recall a Harrisburg Herald. But he's being funny. He's like, we're not trying to make the Harrisburg Herald. Harold, we're trying to win football games in the NFL, so you got to do it this. You got to do it this way, and I thought that was good to, to show uh, the inside of what happens in the, in the meeting rooms when you're amongst other players because we're all human, right? Like that film day when you know you messed up and they're gonna call you out in front of people. It can be tough, no matter what sport you play. It can be tough to see. You get used to it after a while, but at the end of the day, as Stephen Jones would say, at the end of the day. It, it can, it kind of hit you. Uh, so that was interesting to see uh, Micah's, I called it Micah's teachable moment. And he needed that. And that was what LVE was talking about. But nobody's going to get on George Edwards because he's a, he's a coach. But LVE was saying similar things in that first game. Like, hey, just, just play, just play your responsibility. The plays will come or we'll funnel it to you if that's the design of the play. And we saw that in Houston. I made a tweet about that. These guys were playing their, doing their jobs, and it often resulted in a, uh, a positive play for the defense. I also thought Hardy's contact moment was weird. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on that. That was that was strange. Uh, why are you focusing in on a man's eye? It's just hard not <laughs> just trying to find any filler they can find. And then, uh, thank you, Arno. He says, Mr. Steele, I appreciate your show. Thank you, sir. Then Dak, 
came out was talking about the haunted houses thing. How y'all feel about haunted houses before we get all the way into the show? As I got older, I kind of feel Dak. Like as a, when I was younger, I loved it. I'm a October baby, almost Halloween, very close to being a Halloween baby. And um, I loved haunted houses. I love old school horror flicks, the Michael Myers, the Freddy Cougars, the Jason Voorhees, the Candyman's. Uh, there was a the ice cream man that that movie was creepy. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like I I love the old school type. This uh, besides the old school Exorcist, but this new you know superficial ghost stuff that's not for me. So I'm with you, Dak. Nowadays I'm haunted houses. I'm good off of, but when I was a buck, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So that's Hard Knocks. It was yeah, you know, it was Hard Knocks. It really wasn't. Uh, that great to me, but I guess they're more leaning towards the entertainment aspect of everything uh, as opposed to the football stuff. So there we have. All right. I think we may have our guest on the phone here, guys. Let me dial him in. And that is Mr. Bob Strom. Let me see here. Bob, you there? What up? What's going on, Bob? How are you? Thank you for joining us today, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. Happy to finally get together with you. Yes, yes, yes. If you guys do not know, as I said at the top of the show, uh, this is a de- this is a two decade. He's been covering the Cowboys for two decades, and now he's with the Athletic. Um, and um, let's welcome him in and get to it. Let's see where he's at here with some of these things. Now, your latest article, Bob, was about the rookies, right? Focusing on the rookies leading up to the dress rehearsal game. So yeah. my, my question to you is what rookies have carved out, carved out a role in their year one campaign to you from what you saw? Well, yeah, it, I'm, I'm probably right there with just about everybody in the sense that uh, there's no question Micah Parsons is a difference maker. And if he continues on this course and uh, look, it's, it's professional sports. So we, we can't put money in the bank uh, until it's already there, until it's earned and in our hands. And, and uh, so, so as much as we love what Micah has shown, uh, we, we cannot necessarily uh, say that he's automatically going to be Bobby Wagner. There's, there's a lot of uh, rungs in the ladder that he must touch, but it's, it's a very impressive uh, opening show uh, for Micah Parsons. He's been fantastic, and I think he's going to be great. Oza Odigizua looks fantastic mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I, I know uh, Neville Gallimore has uh, necessitated this, uh, but, but I, I don't see any reason why Odigizua can't hold his own as at least a full rotational player and maybe even, you know, uh, the starter. And partly because I don't know what else they have, but, the, but don't, people shouldn't confuse that with. Right. You know he, he's 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 just default. He's he's earned a real role, and uh, I think if you squint at times, you can see some, uh, uh, you know, some some Michael Bennett maybe or something along those lines. Mm. That's uh, again, that's really really high praise, but but I like what I see there. I feel you. Beyond that, there's oh, go on, please. No, no, I'm saying I feel you on on Osa. He, he's kind of surprised me a bit. I thought he'd come in here and be a one dimensional player year one, but he's looking very versatile in the run and pass game. Yeah, and, and, you know, from what I've seen, uh, and, again, uh, there's not a lot of 
recent evidence of this because of the, the injury, but from what I've seen, Chauncey Golston has a chance to do similar things once he gets out there on the field. But, of course, we can't, uh, you know, do much with him until he demonstrates uh, the ability to, to get out there and to start doing it. So we need to put Golston on a bit of a back burner and a slower development curve just, just due to health, which mm-hmm. is not that uncommon in the sport, of course. And then, and then you know, the third one is going to have to be uh, Jabril Cox and just the, the way that he has uh, really played his way into the mix. I don't anticipate he can – you know, trigger roster moves of yeah. uh, the highest order just simply on the fact that um, he is, you know, he's he's a very impressive player, but I think he's probably going to have to wait a year to do much more than special teams unless there's injuries. But honestly, if this front office wants to demonstrate to me that uh, that uh, they want to be proactive and, and get yeah. the real cock yeah. closer into the mix, then they probably have to move a vet. Uh, but but uh, that said, I, I really think uh, I really think he's done all he can do. I just don't think they have big plans to to make that happen. Beyond that, there's a bunch of guys who can contribute, but I, I would say those are clearly the top three. Uh, people will want to know about Kelvin Joseph. I I just think, given the way their contracts are, with uh, Jordan Lewis. And with uh, Anthony Brown, I don't think that initially they feel super motivated to push a rookie out there unless he demonstrates that he has zero concerns or, for development. And given that they have Brown and they feel pretty decent about Brown on the outside and Lewis and Kennedy in the slot, I just I. I don't. I wouldn't take it as a massive disappointment in Calvin Joseph or Nation Wright. I just think that uh, football coaches are the types to, uh, you know, uh, be compelled to, uh, you know, wait until a guy pushes mm-hmm. himself onto the field, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I, I think I started to talk myself into that a, a little bit into OTAs and, and training camp where, you know, get Tom Brady week one. At the very least, the beginning of the year, you get a Tom Brady, Mike Evans – uh, Goodwin and 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 uh, Anthony or Antonio Brown. Are you really going to roll out a rookie cornerback to that? As much as the fans love Kelvin Joseph, coaches have a comfortability fallback. They're comfortable with the guy. They're going to roll with them until they show him that they can. And we saw that last year with Darian yeah. Thompson. Yeah, and you know, it's it honestly it it just basically comes down to the fact that you don't want to have to draft guys that you have to put on the field right away. Uh, if you do that, you're an expansion team. You're not mm. serious about contending. And I want to give the Cowboys credit because uh, I, I, I'm certainly somebody who wishes they would participate more in free agency uh, on the high end to, to add really elite talent to this roster. But their strategy makes sense that they, they sign guys to one-year deals in March so they're not motivated – to put rookies on the field before they're ready in uh, in July and August, and, and I think that's a very smart strategy if you can do it. I think one sneaky rookie who who may have carved out a role early is Quentin Bohanna. It may not be a ton of snaps, but dude looks yeah. a lot better than I, I thought. I mean, I thought he was good, but he's he's has some growing to do, obviously. But 
I think he has enough traits. He's shown enough traits to where you can put him on the field uh, week one. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I did not mention him, and, and I should have. Uh, he he has a lesser role. Uh, we're talking base down run uh, situations and, and probably a goal line short yardage and things of that nature. But he's kind of your Antoine Woods, your your uh, Keith Hamilton, the, you know, the – the, the big roadblock that you don't want to pay much because in today's NFL there's only a dozen snaps a game tops, but uh, they got to be able to hold their water, you know, uh, hold up a double team long enough for a linebacker to, to shoot a gap, and, and, and I think Bohanna can do that. And I also think that uh, the draft game tells us that, uh, you know, the NFL is not going to spend uh, day one or day two picks on that those types of players very often unless they yeah. have a clear pass rush component. And so you can kind of wait till day three and then pick one you like. And, and I think they probably did a, a decent job there with Bohanna. And, and now it's up to him to, uh, to prove how much, uh, you know, he wants to battle in those trenches over the next little while because he can probably expand that role if, yeah. uh, if he uh, takes it and runs with it. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about some of the earlier early good returns on Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons, right? So they seem to have hit yep. on these two guys, and they're pushing the incumbent guys like LVE and Jalen. And when you say the word Jalen, all of a sudden you get a bunch of, you know, can't say that word nowadays. But the, the latter has become <laughs> a hot-button topic. And you've done some extensive research on Jalen Smith, and I appreciate that research because when Jalen said, hey, watch the tape, guys, Bob literally – one and one watched every single play. So what is your objective take on the Jalen Smith player and situation? Well, uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, the other thing I did uh, that's important is I, I did round up is uh, about uh, eight coaches who uh, were, were anonymous in nature, but uh, between the NFL, college, and, and high school ranks, uh, they, they coach defense, and so I wanted their eyes too because – uh, you know, sometimes uh, I, I, I love football. I study football carefully, but I don't want anyone thinking I'm Buddy Ryan or right. anything like that. So, so, so after getting that panel together and, and their expertise last year and doing that big project, and then this year, you know, I've, I've just come to the conclusion that, and it's not his fault, he can meet the baseline needs of a modern uh, starting NFL uh, linebacker, and and that's disappointing because he's an he's a great dude uh he's a great story and honestly when he was at notre dame he was one of the best linebacker prospects i've ever studied mm -hmm. uh, in my 10 years or so of uh, of covering the draft extensively and and i just i just don't think that you can honestly put him any any higher than fifth best of their linebackers right now Ooh. and uh so 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 i guess what that means to me is there could be a role for him but at the price tag and at the uh, prestige of uh, his name and his marketing ability and so forth, I, r I really think this is coming to a head where if the Cowboys were uh, smart, they might go ahead and, uh, and, and, and just sort of uh, cut the line. Um, I, I know people want to trade, but I, you know at this That's point you're kind of upside down. You're upside down in that loan. You're not going to get uh, anything. You, you might have to send some a pick to to get somebody to take him. Um, it's just he can't move. He yeah. can't change directions. And so people say, can he run special teams? Well, no. Special teams are for athletes, 
And if you are a substandard athlete right now, uh, it's it's just very difficult to to uh, you know find a role for him in any capacity because I think we saw in that Arizona game the second he's out there, teams are looking to attack. And you know again, I feel bad that I guess over the course of time I've kind of become the uh, the you know the guy to talk to about you know why is Jalen bad and is there any hope? But I just think if you turn on the tape, it becomes pretty obvious that that he doesn't have the the standard ability to play his position at this point in time and and we thought maybe it was he was dealing with some injuries last year that uh, that would clear up uh, you know once we once we got into a new season with an off season to uh, to rest and so forth and we just haven't seen that so um, you know I, I I take no pleasure in suggesting that uh, Jalen Smith is. Uh, is uh, probably at the end, uh, but but I I, I kind of think that's where we are right now, and it, it it bumps me out. Yeah, so you essentially answered my follow-up question. I I wasn't sure where you had him in the ranks here in Dallas, but my question was going to be, can he contribute more than the Jabril Cox at this point, who is is considered your your, your fifth linebacker coming into the off season, but coming out of the preseason, I don't know if that's the case anymore. Yeah, I just think you know Keanu Neal, who had never you know, technically played linebacker before, and I know they're not specifically in the exact same role, but I think Keanu Neal blew by him immediately. I think Van Der Esch has a chance to have a rebound year. Of course, his health is always a consideration, but the thing about Van Der Esch is when he's on the field, he's still very good, and people are kind of sleeping on him, and I understand that it's even more comfortable to say that Van Der Esch and Jalen are in the exact same bin right now. That's just not true. Uh, Van Der Esch's uh, top side right now it far exceeds Jalen's, uh, uh, you know, because Jalen's top side is still going to be a guy who, you know, apparently when fully fit is still not good enough right now because of uh, the toll that his body has taken. And then, yeah, uh, when you talk about the kids right out of college, I mean, again, I don't even think it's close right now. I think Jabril Cox was their plan on draft day and Micah Parsons was not their plan. Mm. They fell into Parsons, but when Cox kept falling down the board, they're like, well, let's take them both. Why not? We can get this guy in the fourth round, and I don't blame them at all because, honestly, those could be your two starting linebackers in 2022. Yes. So, you know, again, I know it's harsh, and I realize because of guaranteed money and the way Jerry and Steven operate, there's still a, what, 80% chance Jalen is on this team this year, but – I just think if you put him on the field before those other guys, you're probably not doing it on merit. You're doing it more on uh, we like him a lot. Uh, they they tend to <laughs> they tend to do that. It seems like, but the coaches, yeah. you know, you would hope can overtake a Jerry Jones situation. Sometimes Jerry, you know, falls in love with a guy and keep him around. Uh, for instance, I don't know if you feel the same way, but Tyron Crawford, we just knew it was the end for Tyron yeah. Crawford last year. They decided to keep him. And let's just be honest, it was, you know, it was not a good uh, decision, in my opinion, for could have saved eight million dollars right. and used that for a real player. But uh, that's just the Cowboys way they work sometimes. Yes, it is. And, and uh, it, it, it needs to change probably for this team to become a true contender. But, you know, another example of this conversation would be the percentage of a role for for Zeke and Tony Pollard. Uh, you know, Zeke has a chance at having a great year, and and, and unlike Jalen, Zeke uh, should 
be able to still do whatever, you know, to a certain extent, and I apologize about the noise here on the expressway, but uh, right. to, a, to, a certain ex, to a certain extent, I believe Zeke is still a very capable player, um, but I do think Pollard has uh, far more juice, if you will, at uh, these uh, in certain roles. But I do wonder if he'll be given that pr- proper percentage of the workload simply because of, uh, of uh, maybe favoritism uh, and uh, marketing and, uh, and all the <laughs> things we know about that go, go back to, you know, Felix Jones. Yeah. And, you know, through the years, there, there's been a million of them. So well, it is what it is, right? The hope is that Mike McCarthy's telling the truth and when he says that there'll be more of a two-back system because my belief is that – Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott is better than just Ezekiel Elliott and just Tony Pollard. I think the combination of both of them could give defenses a ton of more problems than just uh, individually. However, Zeke is, Zeke looking different. He looking different (laughs) this offseason. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, depth is a massive thing in this league. Mm -hmm. And I I realize it it doesn't, it doesn't uh, get the fans going, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of fandom is about, uh, wins and uh, then maybe their fantasy team. And I know talking about depth and talking about special teams is doesn't really appeal to either of those things. But trust me, and if you're chasing Super Bowls uh, or even NFC Championship games, uh, you better have depth and you better have special teams. And I do think the 2021 Cowboys are uh, potentially way better in depth and uh, and, and therefore probably uh, potentially way better at special teams as well. I'll tell you, one position that they are suspect at for depth is the quarterback position. So before I let you go, uh, Bob, one of the questions I've been asking the viewers over the last three weeks is where is your level of concern for Dak Prescott heading into the opener? And so I'll ask you, from 1 to 10, where where is your worry meter for Dak Prescott heading into week one? Well, I'm going to assume one is very low and ten yes. is very high, and yes. I, I would probably uh, I would probably hit it at about a three. I, I you know I, I I don't want to act like there's no concerns and no problems, but 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 I I I do think they've managed things pretty well, and I do think that he's a very tough kid, and I do think that uh, you know if there were if they were playing games in August. Uh, he probably wouldn't have missed uh, more than one of them, uh, you know, just to, to get that shoulder back. I, I, I do think, uh, I, I, I think he's not about to miss games, uh, no. you know, and, 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 and obviously if you're, if you're, if you rip out your shoulder, we got a, a serious, serious situation, but I, I, I try to always put this through the, uh, through the, the meter of, uh, because it's a cowboy story, and because it's a cowboy story to a big player, mm-hmm. uh, people are going to squeeze every juice, every drop of juice out of it, uh, and to to often uh, amplify it and make it a bigger story than it actually is. And and I believe for the most part that's been the case here. Now, if you want to get into, uh, do I have massive reservations about the backup quarterback spot? Of course <laughs> I do, but but I, I think. I think that's just uh, that's another universal. year in, uh, in, in, in yes in cowboy land. It's just a standard operating procedure, it seems. Indeed, indeed. Hey, Bob, I don't want to hold you too long. I, we appreciate you coming through here and uh, giving us some of your thoughts. I would love to do this again, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me know and we'll get it done for sure. For sure. Let them know where they can find you and your work one more time. 
Yeah, uh, I guess uh, The Athletic is probably the best place to see the written word if you want to hear me, uh, 3 to 7 on the ticket in Dallas, and you can uh, definitely get the the Dallas Morning News app if you want to hear the hard line. And uh, I guess you can follow me on Twitter, at SportsTurm, S-T-U-R-M as in Mary. So i uh, love to, uh, love to uh, let people, uh, you know, hear what I got to say if they're interested, and if not, they can mute me right away. It's, uh, it's very easy. <laughs> I feel you, buddy. That is Bob Stern, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, man, have a good day, buddy. You too. Thanks. Yep. Let's give a round of applause for Mr. Stern. I enjoy his articles. Um, I don't listen to the ticket before I move to Dallas, so maybe I'll start doing that. But um, really appreciate him coming through, giving us his uh, thoughts on all things Dallas Cowboys. If you guys want to give your thoughts on all things Dallas Cowboys, 351-999-3787. We'll leave the phone lines open uh, for a little bit here. Let's hop into the chat, see what you guys have been saying while he was on the phone there. Um, yeah, we got some round of applause. Yes, yes, yes. Choctaw. He says, I can't wait for Jaden to leave. He's going to, <laughs> he's going to the Chiefs. And we'll get a ring before every Dallas, every player in Dallas, while Dallas and fans will be screaming, we're going to get six. Damn. I mean, if he goes and gets a ring for another team, are you saying he's going to be one of the reasons he gets a ring? Or he's going to be like Mo Claiborne, you know, or or, or like uh, Damian Wilson, was it? Who These guys were part. Now, Anthony Hitchens is different. Anthony Hitchens was actually a factor, uh, really good linebacker. But a lot of players, there's going to be DeMarcus Ware. You think it's going to be a DeMarcus Ware, like a Hall of Fame player, Continue to be a Hall of Fame player somewhere else. I, you know, I do think if you, you there's a way to use Jalen somehow. I don't know what it is. I feel like a smarter, uh, you know, coaches are coaches. They'll figure out a way to use him. Um, but in Dallas, it, it, it ain't it. There's literally four linebackers that should be playing over this guy right now. Let's just be real. Uh, let's get into the phone lines. Two, one, four. What it is, what it do. Well, this isn't. I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you? Sure, sure. Yeah, because that contract make it tough. Oh, sorry, guys. Can't Thinking maybe you could, you could flip Jalen Smith for like... You could trade for Mariota and then send them Jalen and maybe like a sixth rounder. Would that be something you're interested in doing? Me, yes. I mean, I <laughs> I, I like Mariota as a backup, uh, but would the, would the Cowboys do that? And then what is the ramifications? You have to let me know. I, I haven't looked it up in a, in a few weeks. What is the ramifications of trading Jalen Smith right now, post June? Like, what is the dead money? Do you save money? Things I like think that. We'd have to eat. About six million in dead cap, and then next year I think it's off the books, but I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Yeah, I'd have to look that up because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want it to be a detriment to Dallas to get Mariota for one year. But if I can get Mariota, I think he might have signed a multiple year deal. I'm not sure, but if I can get Mariota for two years at that three point five million he had, something it's something worth to look at. Uh, somebody asked me that question, I want to say on Twitter or might have been on here. Would you trade Jalen or LVE for a backup tackle or quarterback? And I said, I'm greedy. I would want to go get a starter. 
Um, that's just, you know, if you're talking about LVE or even Jalen, I'm greedy. Like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this loss. I'm gonna recoup this loss if if I'm gonna trade him. But you bring up the name Mariota, that that's very intriguing because I like a mobile quarterback as my backup quarterback. He's has he started in this league, he's won in this league. Um that would be very interesting if Dak goes down. I would feel comfortable with Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and the way that I look at the Jalen Smith situation is there's really, like, no good out for the Cowboys because you either cut him next year and you get nothing or you try to trade him this year and maybe get something even though you got to eat some dead cap. So even if it's, like, a late-round pick, you know, you're still getting something yeah. back rather than just nothing. I think we're we're getting to the – Byron Jones territory where people a couple years ago were like, we're not going to sign. The Cowboys are not going to sign Byron Jones. Let's just get something for him. Right. Uh, That's kind of what it sounded like with Jalen. It's consensus is he's not going to be here. So let's just get something for him. Right. Um, I like depth. I like having depth. It's just that how, how good of depth is he at this point? You know, if, if other, if you got four other linebackers that can do what he does, like I asked this question, what is it that he can do so much better than any of these other linebackers? Or what is it that the other linebackers can't do at a replacement level that Jalen Smith can do? I, I mean, I've been watching the preseason. I've been watching the, the, the recent tape. I can't find anything that he can do so much better than these other guys. So now it comes to, is it a meritocracy? Or is this your cornerstone player for real? Because if it's a meritocracy, I I know what I'm watching, and I'm not the only one that's seeing this, man. There's there's guys out there that should be playing. Yeah, and even the the big Jalen supporters, you know, at this point, I feel like they should want to trade him too because you'd rather watch Jalen go to another team and find yeah. success than just languish on the bench in Dallas. Well, that's what you're hearing some of them say is, you know, I can't wait for him to leave and things like that. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just strange because it's it's not like it's Tony Romo, you know, who who gave you a decade of – play right good really good pro bowl play Jalen Smith has been a it's been a decent linebacker it's a good linebacker in this league he's never been a great line I mean I don't I just don't understand it I don't know if it's like a sympathy thing or what but I think sometimes the Cowboys fans we get attached to these players you know what I mean and then we 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 overvalue them yeah and I mean he had that one really good year in 2018 and I think the Cowboys thought that they were really smart and getting ahead of the curve and by I don't signing even... him early the thing he is, didn't live up to it. right, and that's the thing. I don't, I don't blame Jalen. Obviously, you take that money, right? And then I do blame Dallas because why would you do that? <laughs> just, just let it play out. Just let it play out, man. Just let it play out. Appreciate the call, though, brother. Yeah, yeah. See you around. Yep, have a good one, man. Um, all right. So we'll get one more. We'll do nine five four here in a second, and then we're going to go into the second block of the show. Uh, we'll talk about Dak Prescott. Nine five four. What's up? Hey, what's up, Sky? What's up? This is Matt from South Florida. What's going on, Matt? Yeah, I was just calling to hear like, what's your confidence level about defense this year? So I don't know if you peeped the show last week or on Monday, Matt. It's it's raising. You know, I started off at the floor saying, "All right, I got to see it." You know, I like. The, the Dan Quinn signing. And that's so when Dan Quinn was signed, I said, all right, cool. I like this because I know the type of style he plays. He's a good defensive coordinator, maybe not head coach. So let's see the moves he makes, right? He goes out, gets Keanu Neal, moves him to linebacker, gets Brent Urban, uh, gets Terrell Basham. I'm like, ooh, 
I like these moves. You know, this is defensive focus, role players, right? Uh, I hate to use the term Jags with these guys because they're actually good at their roles. So I'm like, okay, I creep up a little bit. Then the draft comes. They go 8 of 11 picks, defense, and a lot, and a good chunk of those guys I like. So I'm like, okay, creeps up a little bit, but got to see it. Then we start hearing and seeing the speed of the defense, the simplicity, uh, the understanding. He's, he's coaching better, so it creeps up a little bit. Still reserved. Then preseason comes, and if you watch the defense over the last three games, they are playing pretty damn good. I get it's preseason. That's all we got, but you got to kind of – compartmentalize in preseason. You don't want to take the totality because in the fourth quarter, they give up a lead, but you're talking about guys that's not going to make the team. Look at the players that are going to play. They're looking pretty good, man. So I'm feeling like this defense can be a top half of the league defense, but my number one thing, Matt, has always been, I need them to be a top half, top 10 defense in the categories that matter, right? Like, I don't care if they're number... I don't care if they're number 21 in yards, but if they're top 10 in turnovers, third down percentage, and red zone defense, I can live with it. Okay, but my thing is, Anthony Brown's going to play. He's going to start. Yeah. Yeah. No so, fans of yeah. <laughs> so, so what's going to have to happen is you're going to need the front seven to help out the back end early, like, like early, like right now, <laughs> like against Tom Brady. You're going to need the front seven to give him fits or they're just going to get picked apart. I'll just be real with you, man. I don't have confidence in the secondary to stop that passing attack. So I need the front seven to get home. But then that, that leads to the same issue that we had last year. If we can't start the pass, then people just going to throw and run run and well, we're going to overcompensate. The run, the, area. the run was the worst part of the defense last year. It was stopping the run. And they up they've upgraded the front seven, right? You get Bohanna, you get you get um, Urban. Those you are get, all assumptions. Say again. We 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 are assuming that they're going to be addition. We've never seen them all play yet. They're up. They're up. I mean, they're, they're upgrades. I'm just letting you know that. Like 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 Brent Urban is what? is the best run defender that we've had in the last three years as an interior defensive lineman. Period. Like like I can pull up tape for you if you want me to. But Brent Urban is a legitimate I, I upgrade. I've seen the tape, and, I, and I, I, I know these players are upgrades, but it's just it's the way when they get when people get to Dallas, it's like we, we choose to play them in a whole different role that doesn't suit them but that, or help us. But that's why the Dan Quinn signing was important, because he's not getting these guys to play some completely different role. He brought Quentin Bohanna in here to do what? Play run rundowns. What's he doing? Playing rundowns. He brought Brent Urban in here to do what? Be a versatile guy that can play three tech, five tech, uh, um, a one tech, and be a what? Run defender. That's what he's doing. And then when passing downs come in, you get Oso Digizua, Carlos Watkins. You're going to get D-Law, Randy Gregory. So I don't see anything right now that says that Dan Quinn is doing some herky-jerky Mike Nolan stuff. But but if you have PTSD, I completely understand because Mike Nolan brought in, uh, you know, Everson Griffin and had him standing up. But, but it's been even before Mike Nolan. It goes back to when after Bill Parcells left for the Jason Garrett era started with Ray Phillips. Like we, we get players. Ray, we, we Ray Phillips players was successful as a defensive coordinator here. You don't remember yeah, that? For for like one, one and a half year and then after that they got rid of him for, for Rob Ryan. And then that lasted that was good for one year. And they got and after that they got rid of him. They got rid of him for, for, for Jason Garrett. And then Jason Garrett hired 
you know, Rob Ryan and so on and so forth. Uh, but but I think yeah, you should say post post Wade Phillips. But I'm not about to sit here and be like in 2021, they're not going to utilize Brent Irving right. Dan Quinn's not going to utilize Brent Irving right because Rob Ryan didn't utilize Stephen Bowen correctly. You know what I'm saying? That was a decade ago. I, yeah, I, yeah, I just see, I just, I just, it's like a pattern. No matter which coach, it's a pattern. We they constantly play people that aren't better than other people. And it's like still seeing it now with, with A.B. and still having Darren Thompson on the team, still playing Jordan Lewis over me, Kennedy. It's like still, they're still yeah, they're, they're, hanging they're, on. Yeah, there's still – Darian Thompson, That's he's not playing. Darian Thompson is a special teams guy. Darian Thompson's your fifth safety at this point. So don't work yourself up over Darian Thompson. But you, you there are concerns. Huh? <laughs> you say that, but every time during, during, when he plays, whenever there's a backup needs to go in – on the field. No, he's not. Go go watch the first half. Darian Thompson is not playing with KZ and J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson. He's not. That's the start. I'm talking about the backup, the first backup to come in. He's one of the first backups in the Do, rotation. Did you hear what, you hear what I just said? Season. You hear what I just said? J. Ron Curse, Demonte KZ, okay. Donovan Wilson. Those are your three top three safeties. Only Malik Hooker is still working his way back, but we know Malik Hooker is going to be above Darian Thompson when he get he gets fully back. Darian Thompson is squarely set as your fourth and fifth safety special teams guy, unless there's injuries. Like that's that's fact right now. So don't work yourself up over DT. You're right about Jordan Lewis. That is a bit concerning, and I'm with you. I thought Kennedy should be the guy. That concerns me. That that part of the Cowboys seems to have not all the way left. They're they're creeping that way, but it hasn't all the way left. And my last question is, who who do you think is who, who's our middle linebacker? Michael Parsons. And you're and you're certain about that, right? Yeah, they're going to utilize him all over the place, but Michael Parsons is your green dot middle linebacker guy. And you think he'll be able to handle the duties of taking on blockers, calling out plays, diagnosing plays, reverses and fakes? You think he'll be able to handle all that? Yes. Have you... Okay. And other than him, who else do we have? Because if he can't, who's our backup plan? So they'll probably do some co- some combination of uh, LVE and Jalen looks to be the backups. Oh, we... no, 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 no. I never want to see LVE at middle linebacker ever again. He That's just the... the worst defense in history last year, and he was a middle linebacker. He was banned, and he ran back to Will. That's how bad he was. I never want to see LVE a middle linebacker what you ever want to see, again. LVE, Jalen, doesn't matter. One of them is likely going to be the, the backup middle linebacker, per se. So it, it, it is what it is. You know, uh, what you want if me to tell LV, you? How could, it be posi- how could it be so positive about a defense success if LVE is going to be a backup middle linebacker? I, 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 listen, okay, I'll help you out here. Jalen. Jalen Smith, your backup middle linebacker. And, I, and I'm not that thrilled about him. I think we should get Keanu Neal set up. <laughs> Keanu Neal's not. Keanu Neal is a will. He, he's he's not a he's not a middle linebacker. If you check the depth chart that they put out, he's backing up Jalen right now. From the first before the first preseason game to to yesterday, we put out an unofficial depth chart. Keanu Neal is Jalen's backup. Yes, in a base running down defense. Do you know how much? The NFL plays in nickel. Do you know how much the Cowboys played nickel last year? Question. We still need a middle linebacker that's capable of 
they're diagnosing the plays. And that, the only person that showed some sort of success was Jalen. And we're not all what? that thrilled about it. Dude. Hold on. He's been Let, our most successful hold on. linebacker in a couple of years. Hold on. Hold on. Do you know how much the NFL plays in nickel? How much the Cowboys played in nickel last year? 70% of the time. Okay, so so yeah. worrying about who's going to be the middle linebacker in a base defense at this point is kind of minuscule, right? And backup, you're talking about the backup because you can bring in, you can put Michael Parsons in the middle if you want, but because of the way how, how he's like a joker type of player, you can move him all over the place. And now that you have, in my opinion, upgraded interior defense and upgraded interior defense, that's going to help your middle linebacker in a running situation, which is going to do what? Help, help LVE, help Jalen Smith come downhill. And we saw that against Houston when they aligned in a 3-4 alignment. They had 55 and uh, number 9 in the middle, and they had on the outside Randy Gregory, and they had LV. I'm sorry, Jalen Smith. I'm sorry, serious tripping. They had Michael Parsons. And what happened? We got run stops when that happened. We got run stops. So I know this is preseason. I know it's the Texans. But when you have an interior that can help your guys out in the run game that way, your linebackers will automatically be better. We talked about that, right? Even if you don't like Jalen, mm-hmm. you knew he would be better if you helped the interior. You know what I'm saying? But I don't understand how we're, we're tripping about who the backup middle linebacker is, unless you're afraid Micah's going to go down. No, I'm not afraid of really that Micah's going to go down because middle linebacker plays on pretty much base, nickel, and I guess you could kind of do them on dime. My thing is when we have Micah doing his Leo or Sam or D lineman stuff, if Keanu Neal can't show that he can handle playing that mic, the only other player we have is Jalen. And I'm a Jalen, and you're, I like Jalen. I'm from Jalen. But okay. I, I clearly see the misstep in his his his, his I think you're drastically underrating the depth at this linebacker. I, you're, you're, you're essentially what you're trying to say is LV sucks. What you trying to tell me? I don't, think, I don't think he's stuck. I just don't think he's as all-world as so many people believe no, that he is. Not a single soul believes he's all-world. He's all-capable. He's all-good when healthy. That's no. it. That's it. I mean, I, I think there's this, there's this weird thing in Cowboys Nation right now to pit LVE and Jalen against each other because they see what's happening. They see that Jabril Cox, Neil, and Parsons are the guys moving forward. So how can we, how can I fight for Jalen by pitting him against LVE? For what? These guys are essentially afterthoughts moving forward with the Cowboys. Seriously. And if we're being real, LVE when he's, and I think we talked about this, when LVE is healthy. LV can play the linebacker position very well. I don't think that's even a. I don't understand the healthy LVE thing. Like when, even when he's 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 not like he's missed every game of his career. He's played games. He played games last year and he was still he's bad. Missed a lot like of games the last two seasons. He ran away from Lamar Jackson. He was healthy that game. He was not. The LV was not. He was not. LV was not good last year. LVE playing okay. hurt okay. is not good. I I I completely admit that every single time. LV needs to be healthy. LV's problem is not talent. LV's problem is health. So what about when Saquon had almost over almost two hundred, almost he had over a hundred yard rushing on eleven carries and during last year. LV played that game. What a, he played that game. I'm just trying to say this healthy LVE thing. Like he's he's been he played games before when he's healthy. 
and has made zero to no difference. And Jalen has? In the last couple of months, no, I'm not saying Jalen has either. I'm just saying that the, the people that want to say, oh, LVE is good when he's healthy. He is, he's he been is. healthy. All right, you know what? Been that good. Matt, I'm, I, I, will, I will give you all 22 access to go watch LVE when he's healthy. Not LVE coming back from breaking his damn collar, but he ain't healthy. That ain't healthy to me. That ain't healthy. When LVE breaks down, LVE is not good. When LVE is healthy, that's the problem. That told you, that's my problem with LVE. He can't mm-hmm. stay healthy, which is why I don't really care for him moving forward. Right now, though, ask yourself this, Matt. Have you been watching preseason? Yes. LVE is healthy at this moment. How has LVE looked? He's looked good. They've all looked good. <laughs> that's They've my, all look good. That's my, that, so, so what are we talking about here then, Matt? My point is, if if we if we get rid of our the one of if we get rid of Jalen, who cares? Who's gonna play? Who cares? If we get if we get rid of Jalen, who cares? Who's gonna play? The only reason I care is who's gonna play linebacker in that thinking position. So even no matter how much people want to criticize Jalen for being in that position, he still has been our best player in that position in a, since he's been here. And the other players that we have now has never been in that position. So we're asking people that either have never been in that position or is not good in that position okay. to go out. Okay. So, 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 in, so in your argument, we should be playing Anthony Brown on the outside, correct? No. That's literally so. what you're telling me because, 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 because Bossman Fat has never played in that position in the NFL. So we can't put okay, Bossman Fat out there. So, whoa, 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 whoa. But, but Anthony Brown has played in that position. And, and when Anthony Brown's been out there, we haven't seen anybody else do what Anthony Brown has done, right? So we got to play Anthony Brown. That's but what you're telling me. But he hasn't been good. I said Jalen has been our best linebacker in, since he's been here. Anthony Brown has not been our best corner, so him being out here doesn't make any sense. If, we he, don't, has, who, if he was our best who, corner, then yes. Who, so, so who's behind Anthony Brown that you, you're going to play? I would play Maurice Kennedy outside and put Bossman in the slot. That's what I would do. Okay, so Maurice Kennedy. So Maurice Kennedy has showed in like the seven games he's played in his career has showed more than LVE has showed that linebacker. No, I'm saying that he showed more yeah, I'm getting you. I'm getting you. And LVE has showed nothing at middle linebacker. I'm worried about that. That's a thinking position. You know that's a cerebral. You, you LVE, LVE's football IQ is so much higher than Jalen Smith. Stop it. That's why he ran away from Lamar Jackson in the hole? Do we want to do this? Do we, do we want to pinpoint plays where Jalen Smith looked absolutely atrocious? We can do it. I'm not doing that for either of these guys. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. All right, listen, man. Listen, man. I got other guys on the phone. I, I, I got other people on the phone, Matt. I get what you're saying. LV sucks. He's not good. Jalen Smith is your guy, but he's not also good. You're worried about the backups. We don't got to do this every time you call in to cap for, for Jalen. We don't. All right, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to, like, see, like, people are, like, I'm just trying to understand. We go, we're going to go against offensive coordinators that like to do trick games, like to do head games. And you know if you have a good linebacker that knows how to, like Sean Lee, that knows how to diagnose those plays. Our main problem with, with, with Michael coming out of the draft is his diagnosis plays. That's why, that's why Ohio State misdirected him to death. Oh, boy. If that hasn't changed, if that hasn't changed, 
and we still complain about this Dylan is, doing this, that. This, and can't recognize and, and this Keanu is, has, even though he's very good, if people are still going to do the exact same trick over and over until we show that we can beat it. And if Micah can't do all, all like all of it himself, I can sit and here and, and what if you to death? I can sit here and what if you to death and make you worry about everything. But what is factual right now? Watching all these linebackers play, Michael Parsons, Jalen Smith, I'm sorry, Michael Parsons, Keanu Neal, Jabril Cox, and LVE all look better. You can do all these semantics about misdirection and all this and all that. It does not matter. You put the best players on the field, and then you figure it out from there. Jalen Smith is not one of the best players on the field right now, and that's just that, period. Okay. It, it, it's, that's just that, I hope man. you're right. That's just that. I hope you're right. I won't say. I hope you're right. All right, brother. All right. Let's get some other guys in here. I apologize to the fans for going on longer and longer about that. I really don't want to do this Jalen Smith thing forever, y'all, because I don't care moving forward for Jalen Smith. And I'm not capping for LVE. And that's all I keep seeing in the chat. Oh, somebody said Jalen's over LVE. Who cares? Michael Parsons, Keanu Neal, Jabril Cox. Those are the guys moving forward. I, 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 those are the guys moving forward, man. Oh boy, um, man, let's get let's get Reek in here. I think we got Reek in here. This is basically gonna be a Q and A today. We'll we'll do something else Friday. Uh, Reek, five eight five. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Scott? How you doing, sir? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm cool, man. My man, he I don't know what game he watching. I don't understand that, bro. This defense is making a whole complete turnaround I, from I, last year. I, I I I don't I don't know either, man. Like I like, like I, if you're watching the game, you can see the difference with these linebackers on the field. Like I'm not I'm not knocking Jalen, bro. It is what it is. I hate to keep on doing this. But the speed of the defense is completely different when he's not in the game. Mm-hmm. The the recognition mm-hmm. of the defense is completely different. When he's not in the game, the recovery of the defense is completely different when he's not in the game. Now, if the lane is there and he's coming downhill, he'll make the tackle. Yeah. I'd rather see him going forward than lateral. You know what I mean? And my whole thing is like this. Nobody's talking about how uh, how much bigger Jalen don't put on some weight up top. And he looked slower than last he's slow. year. Yeah, he's slow. He's to me. You're slower, you know what I mean. So my whole thing is like this, man. We got these young, we got these young bulls in here now. It's time for all the the, the glitter and gold, the glitz and gold and all that stuff to get up out of here. It's time for the culture to change. It's time for them hard hitting and getting heat seeking and getting to the ball and making sure Dakman got a short field to work with, so he ain't got to go 80 yards out of the field to go score a touchdown. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people not seeing that. Like I'm, I'm more impressed with them getting off the field in third down situations. You know what I mean? That's what I like to see. That's why I, I want to see the ball them out. Yeah, that's why I said that. Yeah. I don't I don't care about the, the, the volume stats metrics for the defense. I want to see third down conversions be elite. I want to see turnovers be elite. I want to see red zone defense mm-hmm. be elite. I can care if they throw the ball, if you're 15th or 17th in passing yards or 22nd in total yards. I don't care about that. You know, be elite at the things that make defenses consistently elite yeah and, and my whole thing is like we I, I feel what you're saying we're not trying to uh 
put Jalen or LV down. No, because you need every that, you need and, every part of the machine to work, and they are veterans, so they can teach the young guys if they see something on the sideline if they not playing or why they in the game. They're like, "Yo, man, I seen this. Right. Do it this way." You know what I mean? And, it's and, like, come and on, those, man. And those guys are going to benefit, like we talked about on the call. They're going to benefit from the the front, the interior being better. They're going to benefit. Yes. So, so I, I mean, of all the positions, I am surprised he's worried about the depth at linebacker. I mean, the depth at linebacker may be talent, talent wise, the most deepest on the team on the uh, defense side of ball. I, I mean, I'm not worried about the depth right there. I just want to make sure the yeah, front can help him out. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I want Jerry Jones him to stay up in the booth. You stay upstairs. Let these coaches coach, man. Coach. You know what I mean? Let them let them do their job that you paid them to do. You know what I mean? All this, oh, we got to be in the camera and all, all that dumb junk. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff that Jason Garrett them was doing when they was here. Uh, on that, uh, a lot of that being undisciplined. Yeah. Stuff is is out of here now, and I'm happy about that. Like, cause I'm like, okay, I'm I'm starting to see something now. You know what I mean? Mm. My whole thing is like this. I'm not worried about none of that. Like, oh, if we beat Tom Brady them or. You know, if we lose, whatever. My whole thing is like this: How did they play? Mm. Did they make? Was it a close game? Was it a tight game? If, even if they lose, it was it a tight game. Maybe we can learn something off that, mm. off that game that we lose against them. You know, I'm not saying that I want to lose, but I'm just saying we can do what Tom Brady and them did to the Kansas City Chiefs last year. They lost that game in Tampa. They learned off that loss. Yeah. When they seen them later, they used it against them. Yeah, week, you know what I mean. Like week, week one is should never be an indicator of what's going to happen for the rest of the year. I mean, the Bucks are a perfect example of that. The Bucks went, uh, they yeah. got smacked by the uh, Saints week one and went on and won the Super Bowl. My whole thing has been saying it this whole entire off season because week one is tricky. It, the result, I know this might sound bad, is not really the end all be all to me. It's the how do we get to the result. If we got to the result in yeah. a sloppy way, that could be concerning. But if, if if we did some good things, be it win or lose, a lot of good things, how did how do we get there? If we got there in an encouraging way, let's build off that, and and then the result can be the icing on top, right? But if you lose, yeah, it, that's not the end of the world. But how you lose could 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 end up being concerning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not and, trying to hedge my, my bets. I'm like, just being real. Yeah, and, and my thing is like this guy. Nobody's talking about uh, Dan Quinn seeing Tampa Bay two times last year. He had to play against them. Mm. So he knows certain things that he don't set back as a coach and watch. I'm like, okay, well, that's what they like to do. Okay, okay. Now I'm a defensive coordinator here in Dallas, so I already know what to gear up for with Tom Brady like and what he don't like. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll work a little bit. You know, a lot of people not talking about these things. My My whole thing is, I just want to see a culture change, and I feel like we move. We're yeah. moving in the right direction, you know, because this was a good draft, man. It's not a it was, great draft for us. Well, well, well. It's, we, because we, we got we got to see it. We got to see it. But right now, the the draft is encouraging on defense. I think they're getting a lot of pieces to to uh, hit and move forward. It kind of reminds me of the 05 draft a little bit so far, where you know the uh, mm. D. Ware Spears. Uh, I think I think Marion might have been in that draft. Um, um, what's the defensive end's name? I forget his dang old name. He had beef with Tony Romo. I forget mm, his name, but mm, but there was a I, there, I there was a 
there was a lot of guys that came from. I think Ratliff came from that from that draft as well. So. Yeah, but you see the difference though, man, because there's a lot of guys that I'm seeing. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing little things in these guys. You know what I mean? I'm seeing that extra fight. We haven't seen that extra fight in a lot of these players for a long time. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that. You know what I mean? Because that's telling me that the coaches are staying on they behind on defense. Like, even if you get beat, scratch that playoff. Let's get to the next play, bro. What you going to do now? Yeah. You know what I mean? I like I like that. You know what I mean? It's all about a culture change. And I, and I think, uh, not to switch from the defense to the offense so fast, I think the fact that Dak Prescott finally got his money, we're going to see a different Dak Prescott. He's going to be rusty. Because I've come to that conclusion. Dak is going to be rusty week one. He's going to be rusty. And Zeke going to be rusty too. I don't know about Zeke. I don't know about Zeke. I, th- I, think, I think I ain't seen him get hit yet. Yeah, that's, well, <laughs> Zeke, Zeke can take hits. We know that. The, the only thing is, though, that could to help your argument, not help your argument, but make sense about it with Zeke, is notoriously, right, historically, he does start slow. He does have he he yeah. does start slow, but this this a different Zeke man. I don't know, bro. I think Zeke going. I, I might, can somebody for, tell him to take that sleeve off his arm? That, that's all I'm asking. Can somebody tell him to take <laughs> the sleeves off his arm? Because he's fumbling a little bit too much for me for my liking. I'm just saying, you know what I mean. I, but like you said, like you said, you know, I'm I'm confident in our team this year. I think we going I, I think our quarterback is gonna be a little rusty. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? It's just how he, how is he going to battle through that? Because, you know, uh, when these players come back from certain injuries, you know what I mean? It's a mind thing too. It's a mindset. You know what I mean? You don't know how you gonna feel, how he's going to feel right. somebody diving at his legs. Well, well you talking about then? Then you got to, you got to, you're talking about Dak. Yeah, nobody know how Dak's going to feel when people are diving at his legs, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, that injured ankle and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got to play. Even you might, you know. So I, I believe in him. But Rick, let me get some other callers in here, brother. All right, you take it easy. Man. I appreciate you, man. Good call. Uh, let's get three two five in here. Three two five. What it is? What it do? Hey, Sky. This is Rika. Moves the chain. Hey, what's up? And so it's Rika. I thought hey. it was Rika. They saying Rika in my head That's the whole time. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. So I have a request. Sure. Last spring. I was researching Isaac Alarcon, and I was watching YouTube videos, and I didn't understand a single one of them because they were all in Spanish. Spanish. But a few weeks ago, when you brought in Mauricio, I recognized him. I was like, hey, that's the kid from all those Isaac Alarcon videos. Mm -hmm. I would love for him to put out a video for us and show us the progression between where Isaac was in Mexico versus where he is now. I'd like to get that picture of what did he learn over this last year on our practice squad? How coachable is he? How much did he develop? I want to see what can we expect from him. If, you know, we can keep him on the practice squad this year. It doesn't cost us a spot because of the International Pathways program. He doesn't count towards the 16-man. And I think for I think Isaac is a phenomenal young man. I think he's so likable. But I really want to know what's his potential moving forward. And I think Mauricio probably knows a lot more than the rest of us know. Yeah. He he's from Mexico. He actually still lives in Mexico. Yeah. Um, close, not close to Isaac, but the same uh, country. And 
He's a big mm-hmm. Isaac fan. He's actually done a, a number of videos on him. So I would definitely get to him um, about that and see if maybe on A to Z Sports Primetime Show, he can maybe drop some uh, an analyst on what he's seen from uh, Isaac or possibly get him on a show. You know, um, he's he's reached out to him a few times. Oh, that um, would be amazing. Yeah, Isaac yeah. has responded um, a few times. So uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It depends on on. I, if he makes the team, it's going to be tough. But if he's still on the practice squad um, or not on the team, period, maybe we can we can get a, get a chance to speak with him. But, yeah, I'll definitely do that, Riga. Right. Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Hey, call in more often. And make sure y'all check out her work, man. She does phenomenal research and puts in a lot of uh, good content out. Uh, let them know where they can find you. Uh, com, And you can find me on Twitter at ChainsMoving. Change moving. Appreciate it, Riker. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. See Bye. Ya. All right, 202. What it is, what it do? Two oh two going once. <clears throat> My bad. I was tuning on some ice. What's up, guy? Oh good, brother. How you doing, man? Who this? Pretty good. This is Dave. David Chris Jr. I I go as Coach Dave though. What's up, Coach Dave? Man, <clears throat> so first, <clears throat> I'm a first-time caller. I love your show. Thank you, I sir. love what you're doing. Um, keep it up. I love you and Law Nation, man, like my favorite two uh, channels to get to. So getting to the Cowboys, man, and we talking defense, we got to remember this is the first year for Dan Quinn as our defensive coordinator. So it's a new <clears> – <throat> Learning, learning slate for everybody, even for our veterans. The slate is wiped clean because his system. He 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 he. Now we drafted players to uh, and signed players to adapt to his system. Right. So that being very so early. That being said, I think we're a whole lot better. I want to say 80% better up front as far as the D-line goes, especially the interior. That was my concern of last year because, of course, we couldn't stop the run. And as far as the linebackers, man, I believe Michael Parsons, Keanu Neal, Jabril Cox should Start. Even though I don't think that's going to happen, I'm sure yeah, LBE's going to play the wheel. He's going to start at the wheel. But <clears throat> that linebacking core, man, that room, like you said, it might be the best room on the, in the Cowboys organization right now. The linebacker room is definitely, the, in my opinion, on defense at the very least, the deepest and most talented uh, that we have on, on the defense side of the ball, which is, again, why I, I don't know why anyone would be concerned about the depth there and, and specifically one position because I think having that front seven be better, having Dan Quinn be a better defensive coordinator is going to help all of those linebackers. Yep. Um, I, I always say, yep. I always try to urge people, go check out Dan Quinn's success rate individually with his players in Atlanta. He's had success specifically at linebacker. Um, Devondre Campbell, Deion Jones have been really good linebackers. And then they drafted a, a, some talented kids a couple years ago who are playing well too. So 
I, I think he's going to get the best out of all of them. Yes, including Jalen, including Jalen Smith. But it just is not going to be in a ninety percent snap roll. It could be in a twenty to thirty percent snap roll. Agreed. The only linebacker I want to get rid of is number fifty-seven. I believe his name is Gilford. He can't tackle a little bit. Gifford. Thank yeah, Gilford can't tackle. G- G- Gifford has been – I don't think he's been too bad in the preseason, but I don't think he's going to make it, man. He might be one of those guys that a couple years ago had a shot, <laughs> but he kept getting injured. But now this this room is too deep uh, and too talented, and Gifford definitely is not one, one of the top five backers at this moment, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And switching to the offense side of the ball, I'm more worried about the offensive line than anything else. I believe we're – you know, now that we're healthy, we can be one of the top offenses in the league because, you know, people put all the – and, I, you know, I coach high school football, so it's like I know <clears throat> your receivers, your running backs, and the quarterbacks get all the glory, but nothing does not work unless that front line is right. And with that being said – I believe that Zeke, CD, Coop, to me, Gallup is our best 50 ball guy. Uh, I like for Hobo. Yeah, I, I like yeah. Cedric Wilson. I was supposed to get to Gallup today, but but uh, we got we got caught up in the Jalen situation, uh, the linebacker room. But yeah, the offensive side of ball is mostly going to hinge on number four in the offensive line. If if four goes down for an extended period of time, I'm talking half the season or longer, Cowboys are in trouble. If uh, Tyron Smith, Zach, well, Zach Martin, you might be able to get away with if the tackles are still healthy. Uh, but if 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 Collins goes down, they don't slide Zach Martin out to right tackle and they put in Seki or somebody in there, it could be in trouble. But what we can't have happen is all three of those guys could. Last year was an anomaly, right? Like most teams don't lose three of their Pro Bowl caliber linemen Boom, boom, boom. Uh, so if if you you can get by with one, I'll be scared for two, and I'll be frightened if all three of them go down again. Same here, buddy. Same here, man. Ah, man, so great. I, ain't gonna, I enjoy uh, talking to you. And, again, continue, uh, you know, giving us good content. And I definitely um, enjoy talking to you. Thank you, good brother. I appreciate the call in. Thank you. Yep, have a good one. Appreciate all the call-ins, man. I appreciate it. E- even when we don't agree. And don't take me disagreeing. I say this all the time. As anything personal. Passionate. I'm a passionate guy. I debate passionately. Um, that's just how I am. And shout out to my guy, Vach, in the building. He knows this. Um, I don't even know if he was here <laughs> for that entire thing. But uh, Sin City, the 999 donation. Appreciate you. He says, up early at work, out on the West Coast watching. Thank you, Sin City. I think there were a couple. I think there were a couple donations, so I don't want to do that to y'all. So let me find the donations right quick. One time for the one time. Let me find them real quick. I'm not good at finding these donations, but shout out to the other donation, <laughs> whoever it was. I think I saw you in there. All right, let's get back into the phone lines. I told you, this show was supposed to go a certain way. That's why I changed the titles and every goddamn thing. 
But now I see where we're at with this, so we're just going to roll with it for a little bit. And then Friday, we'll talk about some of the bubble players uh, who needs to step up and maybe get into what we were supposed to talk about uh, today. Uh, 614, what's going on? What's going on, man? Montana. Montana. What up, man? Choctaw? Yes, sir. My, look, look, I, I, like, I, I like going back and forth with you in the comments. What up, bro? Hey, man. I only got only got a couple things to say, man. Yeah. For everybody who's worried about Prescott, Coop, Zeke, relax. These dudes is gamers. This is what they do. They're going to come out on fire. You see, he's anxious. You know, he, he can't yes. wait. You know, just chill out. You know, let the preseason go through. Let these young guys get the chance, you know, to make the team. That's what the preseason is for. You know what I hope doesn't happen, Montana, is that because I think you're going to get a natural got to knock off the rust from Dak Prescott, right? A natural, I haven't played since October, so I got to get in the rhythm of things. I hope people don't take that and run with it as a end-all, be-all, right? Like, in the first half, let's say yeah. Dak is like 58% completion, uh, maybe a touchdown and a pick or no touchdowns, no picks, and he's kind of up and down. What I don't want to see Twitter do is melt down. Like, have the understanding that, all right, he didn't play in preseason, barely practice. This is just he's going to get back in the flow of things. He'll be fine as a as a competitor and as a quarterback. Um, you just really want to see him get out the rust healthy, right? Like you want to see him get out the rust looking like himself in the sense of all right, he made that strong throw. All right, he made that read. He just has to get the timing down. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. Like, yeah, it's going to be some rust there. There's going to be some there, but I feel like. Throughout the game, it, it will change. You know, the whole entire team is going to be rusty. The Buccaneers is going to be rusty. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know, had an offseason. Week this one, year. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody has played the entire, you know, preseason. Yeah. It seems like throughout the throughout the league, every team is sitting their starters at. You know, you got a couple guys. Like Mahomes and Brady, you know, that maybe had a couple snaps and that was the end of it. Yeah. The, um, I think Dak's injury from last year put the whole league on notice. Like, hey, man, you know, we do need to start taking care of all of our quarterbacks here. That was a freak. So it, that was a freak one, though. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Anything can – but that's the yeah. thing. Anything can happen. Yeah. I, I'm not too so, pressed on preseason, Montana, in the sense of these guys going out and playing in preseason. I just want them to practice together. <laughs> can you can we get can we get a we week of practice? Can we get a week of practice before think, we go into the I Tampa? Think, I think that practices this this week. Going into, you know, week one, I oh. feel like they're gonna be like, okay. Yeah. He's ready to have a full practice. Yeah. Yeah. They they I think they talked about him having to in, in fact, regardless of where he's at in his recovery, he almost has to, right? Like, yeah, you you yeah, can't. Correct. I mean, all right, I can hear you, Coach and, and Jerry and all those whoever else is saying. It, I understand you don't want to get them in the preseason. I understand you don't want to ramp them up three weeks out. But you cannot sit here and tell me. I don't care how much Kool Aid you're drinking, fam. You can't sit here and tell me. <laughs> you, you can't sit here and tell me if Dak Prescott does not practice that entire week of the game, 
you just like, yup, he gonna go out there and throw four hundred and just be all perfect. No, like that's I, that's Kool Aid yeah, crazy I'm, shit. Like he need I to practice. <laughs> I can see I can see about two hundred, maybe twenty yards, maybe like what fifteen twenty attempts, and they're trying to you know run the yeah, ball. I was just about but to say my thought process is. If he doesn't practice, I feel like they're going to try to manage the game a little better with short passes and then try Dak, to open up if it's there. Montana, I don't think Dak is going to let him. Like, like we, think, we're we seeing it, right? We're seeing Dak get a little yeah, bit of that Brady, right. get a little bit of that. I've been asking for this, a little bit of that Aaron Rodgers. Like, Dak paid yeah. now. Dak is a yeah. made man. Before he had yeah. to be the coach's player, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Scott Linehan said, don't change the play. I'm not going to change the play. Dak got yes, paid. He's a six-year veteran. He's the leader of this def- uh, offense, this team, period. So if yeah, they go the out team. there and say, hey, man, we, we're going to dink and dunk today. We're just going to do it. They're going to look at that man and say, what? Blue 80. Omaha. Omaha. We're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> What you talking about, Deacon Duncan? So, so what they're going to have to do is not necessarily limit Dak's, you know, throwing depth. Right? It's going to be mixing in the run game and being balanced. Be balanced. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, be balanced. They're going to, you know, try to open up the deep ball slowly for surely. You know, what I'm saying a lot of people, you know, scream, "Oh my God, the Bucks defense!" I got friends who are Bucks fans since early 90s, you know, and they even say it like, yo, man, you know, I'm a little scared about y'all receiving court that's tearing what, up our yep. secondary. Yep, that's what it is. So so what's funny and is – exactly every one of them say like, yo, yep. man, y'all receiving court, it, it, it's going to be a shootout, man. Like It, it all hinges on you, – what you said at the top of this call, it hinges on the front line. Like if the Cowboys can block up their front seven – Dallas is going to to be able to do what they want offensively, in my opinion, because they just have so many weapons. But if if it's if it's a stalemate, then we may be looking at a 21, 24 type point performance, which I'll take. I'm saying. But if they can block it up and and Dak is not showing any rust, you're going to look at they're going to look at a 30 point type of performance. But I I fail. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's automatically going to happen. Like I respect the Bucks front seven. Like, that is a really good front seven. But if they come yeah, in there I mean, big-headed, re- if they if they yeah, come I've in there big-headed. I've been respecting that front seven for, like, the past four or five years. They have been sneaky good. Sneaky getting, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they have been – I've been paying attention to that front seven. Like, every – when they had Jameis Winston, they was, like, terrible for, like, the first half of the uh, season or whatever. And then you will see them come, then you will see them, you know, get better towards, you know, the end of the season. I was just like, yo, man, that's we're sleeping on that front Levante, David, Devin, Devin White, you know, Vita Vea, JPP, Dominican Sue, Goldston, uh, Shaq. That is, come on. <laughs> what are we talking about here? That's a really damn good front seven. Let's not. We can't yeah, sit that, here. We can't sit here and big up our little old defense, right? And then just be like, ah. Right. What? It's the Dominican <laughs> 2, JPP? Ah, you talking about man. Jack Merrick? Nah, we're good. Nah, nah, man. Let's just be real here. Stop. Put the Kool-Aid down for a second, and let's talk about how good the front seven is. It's a good front seven, and they're going to go up against a yes, good sir. offense, so it's going to be a battle 
of what, what do they say? Uh, a movable ob- object or whatever. It's going to be a battle of two really damn good units. Put it that way. And yeah. whoever comes yeah, out on yeah, top, yeah. I think is going to win that game. Um, in my opinion. So if we right. can block it, I think we can beat the Bucks. If we can't block it, and, it's going to be rough. And I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave y'all with this one. You know, I love y'all guys, man. I'm gonna leave y'all with this one. I know it's coming. Just relax, chill out, let the season play out. Injuries do happen. Cowboy fans, do not get your hopes high until it's almost playoff time. Please don't, because anything can happen. I hope it don't. I hope we can finish out the season, you know, the season with minimum injury. You know, and that's it, man. You know, enjoy this season and. Let's go, Cowboys, man. Indeed, bro. I appreciate the call, Montana. Call in some more, man. Hey, hey, man. Thanks for having me. No problem, buddy. No problem. Man, the calls is popping this morning. Absolutely popping. I'll get to you in a quick second here, um, 201. Y'all want to keep going? We can keep rolling, man. I, again, I apologize for pivoting on the show, but you guys are doing an amazing job with these calls. Uh, so let's just keep it moving. But real quick, I'll get into the chat. I don't want y'all to think. I'm ignoring y'all over here. Uh, what's going on, William Blackwell? DCU's in the building. The other DCU, because we used to be DCU over here. Uh, James Rogley uh, says, The concern I have with the offense is Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to be balanced. He's a pass-happy head coach. That's a problem. I've seen him be balanced, but for the most part, he likes to throw the rock. I, I think this is going to be more Kellen than anything, but but Mike did say, Hey, I never had a Zeke. And then he never really got to implement that because the offensive line was just absolutely terrible. So we'll see. We'll see if he can kind of be more balanced. He said he wants to. He said he wants to. Special K says 2016 is a perfect example of it. It's not worth the risk. We ain't got no Dak caliber backups on this team. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I I don't care about the preseason, man. I I shouldn't say that. I don't care about Dak playing in the preseason. Uh, I just want to see him. Be cool when we get to week one and be knock off some rust leading up to week one. DJ Dog says Osa does not need to play this next game with Gallimore out. We need Osa fresh for Tampa. Yeah, I talked about Micah not needing to play, but you might be right because Osa technically is going to be the starter. And again, apologies for pivoting. I was going to start the show off at the top with the uh, morning roundup talking about the protocol. C.D. Lamb, Malik Hooker, McQuamu, KZ, Watkins are all in the protocol right now, which is allowing Dallas not to have to cut down anybody. The only person they let go was the kicker, who, yes, Greg Zerline is back, um, and he'll be playing this Sunday. So because of that protocol, it's kind of allowing Dallas to get a couple extra days to see what they want to do. And one of those guys is Watkins. So if Watkins isn't back by next week, I think Osa's going to start anyway, but he's just too important depth-wise, to even risk it. So I wonder if they're going to no-risk-it, no-biscuit type thing, or they're just going to let him sit. So if y'all want to keep rolling, we can keep rolling. Y'all let me know. Give me a thumbs up. We can keep it going, man. Y'all know how I do. Uh, Sean King says, first game loss is going to be J.J. Retire. Not sure what that means. Uh, offensive line health is critical. It's it's Dak, health-wise, offensive line. Like, they're almost right there. Uh, because if if the offensive line goes down, we know Dak can make up for certain things. But, again, you want to win the Super Bowl, right? That offensive line depth ain't enough to do that, in my opinion. 
D-Town says, how you liking the DFW, Sky? Thank you for the donation, man. I'm loving it, man. I'm absolutely, I haven't even branched out everywhere. We're doing a lot of, like, meetings with A to Z over the last two weeks and, and being here, being there. And, uh, so it's kind of been a lot of business, but I've had some leisure as well, and it's, it's been awesome, man. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting until I get fully, fully settled and really spread our wings here. All right, 201, welcome to the show. What it is, what it do? What up, honey grand? I'm good, man. Just, just, you know, doing the dang on thing. You and my homies was at the star. I wish I was there. I, I envy you guys. We'll be there on Friday. We'll be there. We'll be there Friday and Saturday. I'll be back for y'all, man. I'll give you some more, uh, some more footage. For sure. For sure. Um, I think that Dak would be fine because he played when the offensive line was down. So right. don't 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 take that and take that lightly. You know what I'm saying? They playing Mahomes right now because they like Mahomes. You have a new line, Mahomes. You need you, you get what I'm saying? So they they got Mahomes playing in the preseason for that reason. You got a new line, play with him. You know you 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 got a bad line, play with it so you know what to do. So. I, I feel like that could be fine. You know, I'm not too much yeah. shook with the offensive line. Cause like you said, I think that can make up for it, man. That can scramble that they do scramble drills. They do all that anyway. So, he can, he can make up for one of those guys going down probably too, but you don't want to, you do not want Terrence still Brandon Knight, uh, Ty and Secchi to be your three of your four starting offensive linemen. You know what I'm saying? Like, to keep it a bean, I don't think that's a Super Bowl formula. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about if they down and, oh, they can't play a game or two, I think we could get by. Now, yeah. whole season, yeah. that's a totally different, that's a I, totally different I mean, story. You're going to have to, you're going to have to drastically change your game plan if, if, if you get a combination of like a Lyle and Tyron out for a couple games or or uh, Zach Martin and Lyle out for a couple games. I, again, I hate to put this even in the air because I think what happened yeah, exactly. last year is an anomaly. I don't think you'll see that yeah, again. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you know I'm saying, that's but rare. yeah, if, if, if one or two, if one of them goes down for a short period of time, yeah, I'm with you. I think Dak can make it work. It's just because weak. he was making it work. He was making it, it work. It, it was, it's just it was that rough. The defense yeah. couldn't stop nobody. Couldn't stop a nobody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was the problem. Now. If we get up and that get those leads, we got the defense now. So it's not going to be like, oh my lord, we can't get by. The defense are going is going to be better. See, yeah. like you can pull a lot of things from the people say, oh, just like last year. No, the defense is better this year. Our line is better this year. Zeke is going to get more touches this year because our line is better. They really run the ball because they they what 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 the other teams doing? We going to stop Zeke. We ain't worried about dog. We ain't worried about the backup. We just gonna stop Zeke. That's all we gonna do. And that's what they did. You can't do that no more. No, so man, you can't. You can't. And, and I wonder. A, and, I, and and I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to jump ahead to 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 uh, previewing the Bucks game. But I got the strange feeling Todd Bowles is going to try to make Dak beat him week one. I do. I got a strange oh, he feeling. So. He he gonna load that box and he's say. Gonna touch- you know what? He's going to touch that shoulder. He's mm-hmm. going to touch that ankle. That's what exactly what they're yeah. going to do. Oh, they, they say that he's healthy. Let's see. 
Right. Let's see. That's exactly what he's going to do, and that's exactly what I want him to do. Go ahead, because they're going to say, come on, that's what teams, they ain't got no choice. They're not going to double-team none of our wide receivers. It's dangerous. So you, you, you're done. You can't do that. So you're just going to have to say, you know what, get the four. Yep, yep, yep. I think they're going to. The I, I hate to look. Play. I hate to look forward, but I think they're going to blitz the hell out of the Cowboys. You, you almost, like you said, you kind of got no choice. And what do you got to lose week one? What do you have to lose week one? It's week one. Mm-hmm. You're putting the banners mm-hmm. down. Your players are juiced up. I would say mm-hmm. we're unleashing the dragons today. We we're just going to sit here and, and we're coming after we're Dak. Going we're going to make Dak move. We're going to make Dak throw the rock inaccurately. Not saying he's an accurate thrower, but your every quarterback's accuracy level drops under pressure. That's just facts. Yes, sir. So so yes, we're going to we're going to put pressure on Dak Prescott, and, and that's just that. So get ready, get ready. But I tell you what, if they don't get home, it's over. <laughs> Get home, you, you better get home. You better get home because them three receivers and Zeke, you better get home. That's all I'm saying. It's fried chicken. I want them to do that. I want them to do that. It's fried chicken at Shackwood Bay. It's fried chicken. What are you going to do? What are you going to stop? We got too many weapons. That's what I'm saying. They ain't got no choice. It's not like most teams got one main wide receiver they throw to. Josh Allen getting that contract for no reason. Hey, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. you know That's the market, man. You know, I don't, you know, they they oh, you had a good year, Q. I understand, yeah. but one good year? One good year? I like Josh Allen. One? I, I think the trajectory year, is pointing up. I don't know. He, was, he, he wasn't nothing without him. Now he got him, and he's scoring touchdowns, and they went to the playoffs. And he just get this cut. The Browns is doing right. I, now that's he the one. Baker, I, that, do it now, again. That's the guy I don't really believe in. I don't. I'm not a big make, Baker Mayfield. Me I, neither. Baker Mayfield. Me I, neither. I, that's why. That's why the Browns said Baker. Do it again. Do it again. We're not going to pay you right now. They ain't even talking to the man. <laughs> but, 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 but if it was the Cowboys, it would be all over SportsCenter and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. They, they, well, they, they made Dak do it. They made Dak do it twice. Exactly. <laughs> I digress, my guy. My man. You know what I mean? But Let them know where they can find you, Hunter Grand. You do some work. Um, um, Everybody, you guys can find me. Um, I do graphics, find me, Graphics on HD on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, um, hit me up. I do great work, man. Does. And thanks for the follow, Skywalker, on that page as well. I didn't think you would have known it was me. <laughs> no, I found you, bro. I found you. <laughs> Appreciate you, dog. All right, man. Enjoy the show, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Man, y'all, are, y'all were great today, man. Y'all were great. We're going to go ahead and lock these things up, though. Because y'all know me. I'll be here all dang on day. Conference is locked. We're gonna go ahead and uh outro this thing. I hop back into the chat because I ain't really I ain't even showed y'all up here all dang on day because we we've just been killing it today. Y'all been killing it. Uh black Mr. William Blackmail said uh Blackwell says hey Sky, I saw something from Cooper and Lamb. I've been dying to see. I saw Cooper te- teaching Lamb his releases. Yeah, we talked about that at the top of this show. Um where I, I gave my hard knocks review. I want to call it that hard knocks was strange but to me the best parts of hard knocks was the drone adrian which was uh or aiden aiden trevon Diggs' son and then cd lamb and michael parsons um uh, mark cooper cd lamb michael parsons that whole situation because it was more football stuff 
Uh, I thought that was awesome to see Cooper kind of teaching him his routes and just seeing it in a theatrical way, man. Cooper's sleep on him if you want. I'm hearing, I'm hearing, and he wasn't even ranked in the top 100, which I don't even, as you can see in a show, we ain't talking about that. <laughs> uh, but he's getting drafted so far down in fantasy, which is wild to me. He's Dak Prescott's favorite target, and he's one of the most reliable. So if you're in the PPR league, scoop up that value in a quicken. Uh, Matt Owen says, love seeing, uh, Professor O, love seeing Tank Kamara. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool to see Tank coaching up Kamara in the same mode that he was being coached up when he was a buck coming into the league. Um, I think you're going to see Kamara be kept on as practice squad guy. Mike Crum in the building says, hey, just FYI, my new profile dropped from Cowboys Wire on Connor Williams. So, go, guys, go check out the Connor Williams profile. Uh, Stevie Max said top 100 lineup this year was mad dumb. Yeah. I, yeah. No Cowboys in the top 80? I mean, I, I mean, yes, at the end of the day, Cowboys fans, you, it's kind of biased. But you mean to tell me Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, Tyron Smith, Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb are not top 100 players in this league. Like, what, are we, what are we doing? So I don't talk about that stuff. Uh, Brian Bradford said Brady can't run. Yeah, I saw somebody in there say blitz the hell out of Brady. Yes and no. <laughs> because, like, see, the difference is Brady can't run, but Brady ain't never been able to run. He's never been able to run. He beats you up here. He knows when you're going to blitz. And that's why I think... We talked about this, and we'll go back to some football talk. We talked about this last week. Notice how much Dan Quinn is blitzing. And notice how he's blitzing. Now, he won't keep this up. John Oding dropped an amazing stat. He's continuing to drop these blitz stats. The Cowboys are blitzing at a 46% clip, which is would far and away be number one in the NFL. Last year, Baltimore blitzed, I think, like 42%. Um, So... Watch how they're blitzing. And my favorite way that they are blitzing is when they're sugaring the A-gaps. I love this. We, we, we talked about it before with Jim Johnson. They used to do it with the Eagles. I hated it when they did it against the Cowboys. But as a, as a football fan and as a defender, I loved watching it because it puts a ton of stress on not only your line, but your quarterback. Are they coming? Are they not coming? And when it's a guy like uh, Keanu Neal and Micah Parsons doing it, they're so quick, fast, and explosive that either way they go, forward or back, will put stress on your defense. If they're coming, obviously, they can get there in a hurry, causing your line to shift. Or if they pull back, they can get back to their spots in a hurry, causing your quarterback to come off of that hot read. So I would love to see Dan be unique in his blitzes, and I think you will. Um, you'll see some some corner blitzes, which is crazy because Dan Quinn, doesn't. he's not a blitzer. Like He wasn't a blitzer in his career, but... I often come back around to this. Remember what he said. I'm trying to learn what I did in Seattle and what I did in Atlanta, the good things and the bad things, and bring them together for what worked and eliminate what did not work. So I think you'll see him blitz a little bit more this year. So I would definitely uh, come after Brady. Just be strategic with it because Brady will beat you mentally and he's got the, the receivers to do it. So, you're going to come off and that middle's open and get Antonio Brown on the hot route against Jordan Lewis. I'm just saying. Just be careful. I, I would love for our front four to get home. 
that's really how you do it. Like, if you can get Osa, if you can get uh, Watkins and Bur- Urban and Mohanna and Gregory and D-Law, if you can get those guys to get home and have the uh, linebackers clog up the, the middle of the field and make them dink and dunk their way down, I think that's the best way to do it. But there's going to be times you got to blitz. What's going on, Dwayne? Uh, Laurel says, got to A-gap Brady. He don't like pressure in his face. Yep, yep. Mike Crum said, check Brady's stats the last few years versus a blitz. It's actually very poor compared to when he isn't blitzed. Yeah, so so, so Ms. Crum is saying, come after him. I'm saying, be careful and do it strategically, but don't be all willy-nilly with it. <laughs> this is still Tom Brady, and this is this is still a an offense that has weapons to take advantage of it from the tight end position to the wide receiver position. So just be careful, but don't be scared. Uh, where are we at here? DCU said, Matt, the best party episode. This episode was interesting. This is interesting. It was fun. You know, I like these kind of episodes. I'll tell you this. During the season, we're Monday through Friday. We're going to have to crunch down this time. So we're going to figure it out. And I told you all before, there's going to be different segments of the show's on certain days right now we're still in off season mode we're still in preseason mode on days like today or thursday friday we'll be talking about how to beat the, the following team or what we've seen um, from the following team so we'll do film study things of that nature uh it'll be fun it'll be fun uh we'll keep you guys engaged and all that stuff so we'll have the guests and all that continue to roll in so keep it locked man keep it locked i appreciate you guys coming through i'm gonna go ahead and get ready to get up out of here because if i don't Press this button. We'll be here all day. Make sure y'all check out A to Z sports.com. I know I have it down. I got to switch that. A to Z sports.com. Cowboys section for all articles. I did put Mauricio's article in the description for Michael Gallup. We didn't get a chance to get to it. It is what it is. We'll be back on Friday talking final preseason bubble players. And maybe we'll get into the Gallup situation. We'll see. I appreciate you guys coming through and uh, make sure you hit that like button and you hit that subscribe button on the way out. Peace. Love you. I want me some glory hope.